Good evening, everyone, and how the heck are you all doing? Welcome to the TXR Podcast, and this is episode number 165 of our first show to bring in to, uh, 2021. Happy New Year to you all. 2020 was, well, a huge write-off, to say the least, obviously. Uh, it was a really terrible year for everyone, that's for sure. Here's hoping 2021 turns out better. TXR will certainly be here for you for you for your gaming white pill each Sunday. And to kick off 2021, we've got quite a few things on the docket. We'll be definitely be going over a bunch of big rumors regarding Xbox heading into 2021. As well, there's been well a couple of interesting patents that have popped up. One that had resurfaced while well, going back a few months ago and so on. Not to mention Phil Spencer making some comments regarding Bethesda and a few other things. However, let me start with introducing everyone on the TXR panel tonight. And I'll start with Tim Dog. Happy New Year, bud. Are you ready to kick off the new year on the right foot? Yes, I am. Happy New Year. Uh, it's going to be a big year. Happy to be here. Start off the uh, new year with a new show. And um, let's get on it. Fantastic. All right. Next up, Centurion. Again, Happy New Year to you, buddy. Uh, you ready for tonight's show? Happy New Year, and what is up to all my brothers in the gaming community? Yes, it is Sunday night, and it is time to have an awesome podcast. Nice, nice, buddy. Moving on here. Jeremy, Happy New Year to you and your excellent, excellent uh, Montana beard. How are you doing? Happy New Year, my Canadian friend. It, I think everybody here is so glad to get out of that 2020. I mean, it was it was just a complete disaster. Yeah, definitely. Um, to finish it off, I need to go back to Los Angeles here in a couple of weeks. Uh, my grandmother passed on Christmas Eve. You guys didn't know about that, but uh, yeah, I got to go back. And then, you know, just with everything going on, it's just like a tight squeeze for everything. Coming back on a quick, uh, you know, two or three day trip. Uh, and then headed back up. So doing that, but I've been getting some gaming in on on the flip side of that. <clears throat> Finally finished the Cyberpunk the campaign. Uh, I have to say, man, it's it's it was a great game um, for the main quest. Still got a lot of gameplay left. Um, it's probably one of the more complete and satisfying games I've played in a while which is pretty good. Um, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm finished with that. I still need to finish Yakuza, which we just spoke about. I'm about halfway through that. So I got a, a lot of gaming ahead of me this year, uh, especially with these new titles that are allegedly to come out. So looking forward to that. Damn. Well, uh, no, I mean, we uh, didn't know that, Jeremy. So uh, again, everybody, I'm sure on the panel, you know, our condolences, uh, you know, it's already here about, uh, that that's uh pretty rough especially on christmas eve yeah what you know my family every, you guys know this but um my family lives in los angeles and i'm we're talking in like a two mile radius everybody lives next to each other i mean my grand my grandmother that lives uh you know about four blocks away from me on my mother's side she lives right there along with all my cousins and about two miles, um, I guess, north of her lives my my deceased grandmother, uh, or used to live, I should say. 
so a lot of family where I'm going. Uh, it'll be, uh, I look forward to seeing them all again. I haven't seen them since the summertime when they came down. So I look, you know, I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Well, definitely a lot of kind words being dropped there for you in the chat if you want to look over those. But again, uh, my condolences uh, to you and your family, Jeremy. Uh, moving on here. Um, Eric Indiana Shockley. Happy New Year, brother. What's new? What's new? Did you, did you just dox me? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, uh, not much. Just been uh, binging a lot of been getting back into watching like more anime so i've been hey shock you're coming in low on on, my, on my end anybody else here him yeah you're a little sounds low, low. low. Oh, okay. still low a little better a little better yeah oh, okay yeah i've just been in uh you know, attack on titan i think i just went through that whole thing that's a pretty good show um really uh i've i've been i tried to do subs but i just can't get into like following i can't it's hard to binge it and do subs because that's it's just like a a lot of reading and a lot of trying to focus back and forth um but yeah i've been binging that through that funimation app uh but as far as games i've been getting back into my vita hacking that a little bit more putting some more uh games and dabbling with that a little bit more but uh yeah i'm uh, ready to get into uh hopefully new games coming out this spring other than uh I don't think anything I'm even excited for, except maybe playing Mario 3D World on my Switch. That's but <laughs> that's about it. I think it's pretty dry from what I re- what I remember as far as what's uh, been announced for mm-hmm. this first quarter. Yeah, it always amazed me how how do you how can people watch subtitles in movies or anime? I can't do it. I've tried and tried and tried. Like I can do it. It's just when I have the option to not do it, it's like yeah, I'll go with unless it's really bad like voice acting. But the voice acting in Attack on Titans pretty top notch as far as dubs mm-hmm. go. All right, all right. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I know you were talking about your Vita before the show. I mean, that's pretty cool shot. It's just shocked that you're still kicking around with that. All right. Megatron, buddy. Uh, hey, uh, did you bring the New Year in style? Uh, you know, double the hangover? <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, we got like, you know, holidays back to back to back. You know, we had Christmas, of course, you know, um, birthday after that, the New Year's. And um, I've been I'm just now starting to sober up a little bit. So <laughs> but I want to, you know, happy New Year to everyone. I want to thank everybody for the uh, the birthday love. Uh, so that was a uh, happy was birthday. Awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. Tim and Phil and you guys, TXR, everybody out in the community and. My uh, flaunt my phone just was buzzing for days. <laughs> so I really just, appreciate uh, it. Not to interrupt, but I just noticed that Phil did comment on my thing and said what what he said that you look uh, no older than twenty two. I was <laughs> laughing, but I I see I was busy that day, so I had just I I knew it was your birthday and I had said it. But yeah, that now now it explains why that uh, happy birthday tweet got five hundred tweet uh, five hundred likes. Yeah, it was close because I was actually watching the race between you and Phil. Who's going to get the most likes? I don't know who <laughs> beat, beat out. Me. Who, he, beat, he beat me out. He beat me out. But it was pretty close. So but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you guys. Damn. Thank you. So thank yeah. you for being such a good dude. Oh man, back at you, bro. Back at you. I appreciate that, man. Uh, just ready to just uh, kick off this new year with some gaming. Yeah. 
I'm curious though, what's what's the first game everybody played? Um did you guys all fire up already like with your yeah. this one next? What's everybody- I, I finished Hive Busters and then now I'm full on Yakuza loving the game, absolutely. I love Hive Busters. Um if if anybody gets a shot, you have to play it to the end. The last chapter is the best chapter. It's the best graphically. Plus it has some things that they introduced that's really cool. Um, that I think that you're going to see uh, in the next Gear 6. I think that that's what they're kind of gunning for and scaling for. And uh, Coalition really, psh, another real deal another real deal developer for Xbox. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Like they know what they're doing. We're about two hours in. We're almost finished. Um, we were playing last Saturday, and I think you were on the same night. But you were appearing offline, I think, Tim. Yeah. But you were on. You were on. You were on. I know you guys sent me a request where I had. I was just. Uh, I think I was doing updates or stuff like that. Uh, you know, but I wasn't physically on. On. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I got some. Yeah, first. Oh no! Sorry, oh, go I, just, I, I got some gameplay going on here for High Busters, and I, I just kept being drawn to the vistas. Like, I was just so impressed with the amount of detail and artwork and background work that the Coalition did for this uh, DLC here. So, uh, color me impressed. I still got uh, Tim saying I'm about halfway through from the sounds of things. So I'm, I definitely am really excited to finishing up the second half of this. They they are really really good. Yeah, and I was very impressed with the with Hive Busters. I mean, talk about a total total three sixty mm-hmm. different experience than four and five, in my opinion. I mean, they they mm-hmm. take you on some fabulous fabulous uh, locations, locales. Uh, the set pieces are just outstanding. Some of the things you see and do uh, in the game are spectacular. Um, and it's just visually more impressive. I mean, just the creative juices were flowing <laughs> with the coalition in that one. It wasn't so dull, uh, like five was in-, in terms of, you know, you're in the snow the whole time and, and, um, in the desert, it, it just, oh my, it was just a drag. Some of the levels, uh, like I just wanted to be, uh, over with the game. I didn't get that sense with Hive Busters. I wanted to keep keep on playing it uh now if they can just nail the uh characters and the story i mean we're in for a real treat yeah uh, with the next the next years yeah definitely jeremy and you know i gotta say um i've been buying games like crazy because of the uh, digital sale going on i had bought uh, crash team racing the spyro trilogy um both evil within games oh man i just i went on a tear with it because some of those some of those deals were just really hard to pass up so let's just say i earned myself quite a bit of uh xbox rewards <laughs> But, uh, okay, guys, we will uh, move right along here and get into the thick of things uh, because we got a lot to cover. And we will kick things off with, well, a list of rumors compiled by an Xbox fan site called Xbox Worlds. They recently posted an end-of-the-year top 10 biggest rumor list about Xbox, and it's been getting uh, a lot of attention. And, guys, let's go through the list and see what's likely maybe plausible and probably unrealistic. Uh, Tim, I'll start with you here, and I'll start with the uh, number 10 on the list. Uh, number 10, In Exile Entertainment is currently working on a steampunk AAA RPG. 
the game is supposedly it has the second highest budget for an Xbox game in d development aside from Halo, and that's excluding anything Bethesda's and MX related. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, I call false because I saw that. I think uh, Fable will probably have a higher uh, budget than in Exile. I figure that in Exile is going to be um, a triple A, but it's going to be on a lower budget triple A, meaning I could see Fable and I can also see Avowed bigger than that. So I'm going to say they are just making that up. But from what I've heard, uh, Phil and company are very impressed with In Exile. They have pushed resources into it. They're about a hundred man team now. And uh, yes, you will get a triple A, but uh, as far as high budget, uh, budget AAA. Uh, it's not going to come close to Gear 6. It won't come close to Fable. Uh, and like I said, I think it would be more or less on an avow budget. Um, you know, uh, so I'm going to say BS, but some of it's true. They're just mixing in mm -hmm. the truth with uh, some fantasy. Right. Um, I'm actually going to only respond to the ones with high probability. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> but... no. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, I do think that the two do Bethesda... Them all. Yeah, okay. Do, do, all right, do but them all. I do think that the two Bethesda games that are going to come out this year, uh, which is going to be Starfield and the other one's going to be Castle uh, Wolfenstein 3, uh, I think that's going to come out but with multiplayer. And for those of you, you who don't remember, but Wolfenstein series used to be a massive powerhouse in this industry as far you know as far as the multiplayer goes um i used to play the return to castle wolfenstein for countless hours uh on the o on the og xbox i mean you guys remember that game um what's another one out there i think it. that the xbox live is going to be free um that's i do possible. think yeah i i do think that's going to be that's going to come into fru uh, fruition uh, this year, I do see that coming. But well, it's, it's... You, not to interrupt, but just to piggyback your point. Yeah. You look like people say, "Oh, well, Xbox, the, the Bethesda is going to have nothing." Every year, Bethesda has a game or two. So uh, if yeah. if if history proves out, like you said, Wolfenstein three and possibly Starfield could come this year. But go on. Yeah. So. This is why part of the reason why I think Halo Infinite's going to get delayed until 2021 because I do think that Starfield is coming out at the end of the year. Um it could possibly they could possibly switch and meaning Halo Infinite will be a Q4 game and Starfield will get slated for Q1. I could see that happening but um, as far as these other rumors like Xbox buying Sega, that's only a pipe dream for myself. Mm. I think for other people, um, I think the one that is going to get uh, the green light is, and, and this is no secret, with uh, xCloud joining iOS finally uh, on iPad and uh, iPhone. And I do think, uh, Samsung TVs will get exclusivity rights uh, either with the you know Game Pass and xCloud already built in, the infrastructure, possibly with a three-month subscription. Um, I do think that's happening. Number five, I think Uplay coming to 
uh, Game Pass. Um, yeah, I think I could see that happening too, just like EA did. Um, so I think that's that's going to happen. Amazon already has uh, UPlay on their uh, streaming service, which you have to uh, subscribe to it. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, the what, what is it called? Amazon streaming service? Jeez, I don't even know. Luna? Yeah. Luna. Their Luna streaming service. Um, already, see, you have to subscribe to channels. So there could, there could be a Sega channel. Right now, there's a Ubisoft channel and you have to subscribe to it i don't know what's offered with the uplay stuff but um uh, on luna but I, I could see the same thing happening uh with the x cloud and game pass um i do see it you know since ubisoft has a more of a relationship with uh ubisoft uh, and xbox i do see titles like splinter cell going to Game Pass and, you know, all those other titles uh, like Ghost Recon and stuff like that. Um, so there, number one, number eight's interesting, and I'm going to skip a few a few of these for those of you, you know, for those of you who want to talk about some, some of these items on the list. But uh, Xbox has secured the publishing rights uh, for a big AAA uh, surprise that will launch in 2021 <laughs> invader i don't have any guesses on this maybe your guess is as good as mine but i don't have uh any information on this or even an idea of what's planned um for this it could be uh, you know the the forza horizon 5 would be considered a triple a i think that would be a surprise to people, uh, I know it's a small surprise, but nevertheless, it would be a surprise for 2021, considering the fact that you know the other one just came out not too long ago. But uh, well, I don't I, think I'm assuming yeah. that they mean a publishing rights for like again, like a like a Capcom game or something like that. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Like because uh, in house, yeah, because that's in house, Jeremy. Oh, I'm sorry. I just I was just reading them. You know, off the top of my head, real quick. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, yeah, I think, um, yeah, who knows? Well, who to knows be fair, I mean, it is pretty vague what they're stating. Uh, the thing is, we don't know what's going on with Xbox Global Publishing. They have yeah. uh, obviously a couple of smaller games on the docket. For example, As Dusk Falls, there's that one. I think that's coming out sometime this year. Uh, there's a few other games, obviously. Uh, those are the ones that we know about. However, yeah, yeah, they could very well have some kind of big AAA exclusive secured. It, it, I yeah. mean, considering uh, the pocketbooks uh, have been opened <laughs> to uh, to buying studios, for example, I, I, I can totally see them going out there and possibly grabbing up a well-known uh, title. Uh, okay, this yeah. this comes this comes to well, mind. Xbox World uh, Xbox World knowing is is very 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 uh, unlikely. Let's be honest. I yeah. Mean, mm -hmm. yeah. This most of the stuff is just uh, they throw shit yeah. out. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and they, and they just basically say, hey, I mean, we can make a list up too, and yeah. and get people talking. But some of it's interesting and rooted in truth. But you know, uh, acquisitions, publishing, and that type of stuff. You, nobody knows about that. Very few people mm -hmm. knew about Bethesda. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, Tim, I'm looking at Obsidian and it says six projects. <laughs> I laugh at that. Uh, I do think if you cut that number in half, I do think that they are working on three. I think one is in way, way early development. Um, but I do think uh, games like Grounded are, they're very focused on Ground. I think Grounded, when it's finally released, is going to be a huge game. Um, and I do think they're going to ha- they have two other projects that they're currently working on. So three is not out of the question. I think six is just way too many. Uh, I don't know where they came up with this. I just think they just threw darts well, and say, okay, let's do six. I, I understand. I understand the skepticism. But I will say, though, that, you know, these studios, I mean, Obsidian has been growing very much since their acquisition. Xbox is very high on them. They're currently working on, obviously, Avowed is their next big game. They are working on DLC still for The Outer World, so they have a team on that, a small team. Uh, you mentioned Grounded, which, yeah, right. it has a lot of success. Yeah, so, so I, I think... I think their focus right now would be avowed uh, because that is going to be a huge game. Uh, I do think that um, uh, what's the other one that they're working on? Uh, well, they got grounded. Obviously, that's going to be huge for them. But the uh, what's Outer the other Worlds? one? Outer Help Worlds. Me out. Outer Worlds. I think they are making a part two. I think that's coming for sure. So I think they're working on those three games. Oh, yeah. Well, they're definitely going to cover their bases with their uh, RPG shooters, for sure. Um, I mean, not to mention, I mean, you know, we have Bethesda in-house now or coming in-house soon. That deal is uh, soon to be finalized from the sounds of things. And they're going to have Fallout, uh, Elder Scrolls, oh, man, uh, Starfield, obviously, Fable. They'll be fine. They'll definitely be fine for... um, for rpgs that's for sure no more shooter box you, talk <laughs> you know what i think about this list invader i think it's been a slow three weeks of news for <laughs> somebody got well, that, that's the real truth of the matter yes. is i mean news getting the console anything of like is just dead and i expect it to be dead for uh until for at least for xbox um sony's usually quiet anyway but uh at least for xbox until uh february when they announced that the bethesda deal is done mm-hmm. yeah you know we got spoiled the last date? did they say it was going to be around february they wanted they wanted to be done in february but it still you know, could be longer than that we got spoiled last year with just around the clock every single week we were getting hit with news. Right. And, and we I had the anticipation. Now, yeah. yeah, I think now they're going back to the old Xbox, which we're not going to see him for another mm-hmm. three months. No news coming Well, they're probably out. just well, being quiet until everything's done with Bethesda. Yeah. And then it'll start to heat back up again. And, um, you know, we'll and when they can get some consoles that we can actually buy. So that's one thing that Xbox is handcuffs right now. And the reason why that uh, I've mentioned this, that they're kind of in a shutdown mode is, and I would say the same thing for Sony is, is that it is virtually impossible uh, unless you want to spend extra money uh, to get a console uh, and go into a brick and mortar store or even get it online. Uh, Amazon, you cannot buy these consoles. No matter how hard you try, unless you know you get very lucky. Uh, Xbox knows this, so does Sony, and basically mm-hmm. they're they're at a, they're both at a hand, uh, 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 you know, a, a, a handstill, or whatever. They're just yeah. they're they're not going to do anything. And why so? If they announce the biggest news. 
if they have news, why would you announce it right now? Because it's just going to excite people and say, hey, I have to get a console. Oh, I can't get it. And then, <laughs> yeah, you know, 100%. So, and the sad thing is, is that I'm hearing for both April is when we can possibly get to normalcy. Mm-hmm. You know, it used to be, I mean, listen, I remember when Switch came out, it was about three months so this is this is finding following the, the, that same footsteps. I mean, like you would think that after Christmas is over, New Year's is over, uh, you're in the second week of, in January, you'd be able to go to uh, Best Buy or PC Richards or any of these, you know, companies and get a console. The the answer is is as we know, I'm sitting on nine hundred dollars on GameStop money and I can't do anything. So. Don't expect much for the next couple of months. And you you know, Tim, that's unfortunate because people are craving gaming right now. Gaming is the thing that everybody's doing right now. Um, And that's that's unfortunate because, uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of money to be spent out there right now, especially with the stimulus checks that people are receiving. Uh, People are willing to spend big money on these consoles, even for. Uh, you know, upwards for five hundred. You know, a thousand dollars, two thousand. I've seen people spend two thousand dollars on these damn systems. Even three. I think there's uh, some news out there, but people are paying three thousand dollars for these systems. Crazy. Mm, yeah. You can tell the demand is high. I'm looking at GameStop. I'm looking at Amazon. Right. Just for use Xbox One X, you can still. They. I mean, GameStop is selling them for three three seventy. That's for the old stuff. I mean, and uh, you look at an Amazon, um, you see them upwards of $500. So, uh, yeah, gaming is <laughs> at a whole time. It's, the demand is so high that even the old consoles are still, to me, uh, valued at a high price. Even the 3DSs and 2DSs are going up because they're you know, discontinued. But. GameStop did a smart thing by offering a nice trade-in value for your newer system uh, because they know that they could sell especially in today's market, they can sell these systems for what Megatron said, you know, and, and that to me would be preposterous, you know, at this day and age uh, when it's what, it's a 10 year old system now going on 10 years, um, you know, just spending that kind of money for a system like that. But now see every, there's no systems out there. Everyone's everything's delisted or discontinued and you can't get your hands on some of these systems. So, you know, it was it was wise for them to to uh, buy back, uh, you know, some of these older systems for a nice price, and uh, you know, get some inventory back in their shelves. Yeah, get rid of my Cyberpunk console. I haven't cracked that open yet. That that's going brand new for like I see a thousand eight thirty nine. Hmm, maybe. maybe. I'll make a little bread off this thing. Well, people are <laughs> desperate for entertainment, uh, you know, over the past year because obviously, well, gaming has skyrocketed because other avenues of entertainment have just been, well, shut down in a lot of ways. I mean, obviously, the film industry has been tanking. Uh, you got live sports. They've also been taking a shit kicking as well. Gaming, I mean, of course, I mean, they've been affected, but they've been able to weather uh how things have been the past uh year or so uh, a lot better i mean obviously we had talked about on the last show how the game industry was skyrocketing in profit so this i mean um you, 
if I can add on to that, you're forgetting that now a lot of uh, entertainment companies, uh, Discovery Channel, History Channel, a number uh, HBO, a number of channels have already switched to uh, streaming services. And some of these streaming services um, aren't uh, available on every device. But for some reason, um, console has been kind of neutral to that, you know, you know, not available on anything because for some reason everything shows up on console. And which is another reason why you'd want to have one of these game consoles, because there's really no app that you can't find to watch whatever it is you're into at the time. Right. I, I, that's why I do think, you know, companies like who owns direct TV. Do you guys know? I, I think, I think their direct TV is in huge trouble. You know, and oh, AT, oh, AT&T are. is losing money like crazy as well, you know, because they're, out of the time, so to speak, they're not constantly evolving what they're doing. Uh, at the top of my head, I, I, AT&T's behind the eight ball, behind everybody, in terms of uh, you know what's going on and and the and what's happening uh, in the digital in, in in the digital future. You know, so I do think di- uh, you know companies like uh, Directv are going to go away soon and get replaced. By Amazon, by HBO Max, as you can see, with you know some of these people are buying huge, huge exclusivity rights to some of these movies that are happening because uh, exclusivity still matters to people, you know. And if they can get the next big thing, even though Wonder Woman was a complete disaster and it was a horrible movie, <laughs> uh, I didn't see that yet. No, I don't think you still, want to. Is, oh, yeah, <laughs> it was still huge for them to have it. You know, there were still people uh, lining up, so to speak, to watch, and they subscribed for to you know to that particular uh, streaming service. Because... Actually, the one that's going to be one to watch now because of everybody's reaction to Wonder Woman. I'm really curious on if Dune. Because that, that's the one that everybody's having a battle about, is whether Dune is going to be in a streaming service or if it's going to be in theaters. And there's a huge battle about it right now. And that's what I'm curious on, if this is going to tip the scales to them putting Dune in theaters now just because of how it didn't really go over too well with Wonder Woman. And I know we're talking about movies now, but what's happening with Top Gun 2? I, I know it was slated oh, dude, for the holidays. I got the lead. Yeah, everything's been and that's yeah. where with uh, with delays, that's another thing that's so many movies, so many games have been delayed through 2020 into 20, 2021 that I have to sit back and always wonder, what were we not told that I was gotta, delayed? I you know, like, what, what were they going to tell us in 2020 that got delayed? Because the stuff that they did tell us about got delayed. So what about that stuff they didn't tell us about? Like cyberpunk. <laughs> so yeah like that. Well, you get where i'm going with that I love like, you, you know somebody probably was like hey we should tell them about this game and it's like ah no let's just wait till 2021 maybe the, the, oh the only thing God. i see coming out of the movie industry now is a bunch of horror movies uh mm. you know why because they're very low budget uh less risk uh high reward because there's still a huge market for horror movies for example, the Halloween movie, you know, the newer Halloween movie that was slated to come out, but now it's coming out next year. The original to that, the one that um, was the most recent, he only made that movie for like $10 million and it grossed, what was it, like 
something like two or three hundred million dollars, a billion dollars. I'm sorry. Um, I forgot what exactly it was. Not it wasn't billion. Maybe it was a three hundred. Well, you look at Wonder Woman, and that was apparently a two hundred million dollar movie to make. So, well, yeah, with every um, entertainment uh, industry, uh, games, uh, movies, music, there's always going to be that one franchise uh, that somebody owns that consumes a lot of money. That's why you always aim to have those those budget titles that make a lot of money. Because honestly, it's those regretfully, it's Wonder Woman that's going to keep them relevant just because of the name. It's Wonder Woman. So, yeah, they're going to throw everything in the kitchen sink at it when it comes to a budget. Yeah, well, I mean, they did already green light the third one now, but I mean, after the reviews, I don't know, just the way that they put it out. I don't think they felt too confident in it, but. We'll see uh, how things go with that. Uh, Tim, we got a question in the chat here. I think we kind of talked about earlier from Nine Lives. Tim, are we getting a Forza this year? I think we're going to get a Forza Horizon. Uh, it'll be it'll be cross-generation title, Forza Horizon 5. Uh, I believe Forza Motorsport, the new generation, will be uh, only Xbox series, only uh exclusive but now you're just uh i'm thinking forza horizon 5 yes mm -hmm. yeah well when we saw that snippet of gameplay earlier from uh well demo i guess you could say during the xbox event in late july it was still very very early on and they had pretty much hinted that it was still going to be a while maybe maybe not even uh next year i mean we could be waiting uh two years for it so yeah i mean i could see forza horizon come out uh, forza horizon 5 uh playground games they're pretty good with turnover rates as far as their games go the last game was when, when did it come out 2018 i think so they're due technically for a new forza horizon game so I, yeah i could see them coming out with one all right guys well, I think we went through basically the entire list here, fellas. I mean, it's an interesting list that uh, this site did gather up. Some of it, yeah, I mean, I could, you know, ballpark is plausible. Uh, Wolfenstein 3, I mean, hopefully it doesn't go the Youngblood's route. Ugh, that was terrible. Uh, but you play coming to Game Pass. I mean, definitely with, uh, you know, EA Play on there already, it's definitely possible. Yeah, there's a, there's a few things that I guess you could take with a grain of salt, but... Uh, Anyways, we will move on, fellas, and during the latest episode of Larry Herb's Xbox podcast, he did have Xbox head Phil Spencer on, and he dropped some little nuggets of information, as he usually does. One topic was the acquisition of Bethesda. He said that everything was still on track, as we had talked about earlier, to seal the deal uh, with the ZeniMax acquisition. He feels good about it and that the business is growing and profitable. I mean, that's a very good sign. He then went on to say that Bethesda, that the Bethesda team will be very, very critical to Xbox going forward. And I quote, I can't wait to get it closed so that we can start working like one company. I'm incredibly excited about Starfield and a lot of other things, some announced and some not announced that they're working on. I just think they're going to be an incredible addition to our studios. I mean, very confident there, obviously. 
So guys, I mean, to pick apart all this, Shockley, I'll, I'll start off with you here on this one, bud. Phil seems really excited about closing off this deal. And, you know, going into the start of this console generation, how important will it be for Bethesda and uh, ZeniMax franchi franchises to be on Xbox? Yeah, I think that's going to be one of their major things that's going to help push Game Pass even further than, you know, where, where it's gone. Um, and I think it's more conf even more leaning confirmation of that, you know, there's going to be some exclusivity uh, to this. Because, again, if they just wanted to make a Game Pass deal, eh, they could have paid way less than $7 billion to do so. Um, but, yeah, I think they're, they're going to be using that to lead the charge. I'm, I mean, I'm not positive, but, you know, I'm thinking Starfield is going to be the game that's because Bethesda generally has something lined up each year. So, mm. yeah, Starfield's I mean, gonna unless be they pull stuff. up, pull out of something uh, that they have yet to announce at all. But Starfield's the one that's been in production probably the longest uh, that we know of. And so I would think they would. That's probably coming this year. Hopefully, maybe I don't know if COVID pushed things back, but uh yeah, I mean that's going to be one of the one of their great things that's going to help spearhead because that the, you think about it, Zenimax, all those studios are already in place, you know, already have longtime teams, whereas some of the newer studios Microsoft acquired are either building up or getting bigger, um, maybe starting on new projects. So I think that Zenimax is really going to be key for them for first party production, while their other smaller studios that they've been building up. You know, come in maybe towards the mid, midway, or you know, towards the end of the list uh, next gen life cycle to kind of pick up the slack. So it's definitely going to be, you know, big for them to you know start this gen off, you know, hit the, hitting the ground running, you know, outside mm -hmm. of Halo dropping this year. So, you know, Phil knows exactly what seven point five bottom. <laughs> I know I do. I know Tim does, and some of you, uh, you know, some of. Some of you guys. Um, Bethesda's already their biggest and best developer. Um, the only thing that rivals them is the Halo franchise by itself. That's Let's be clear. That's the only thing. Not 343, not the Coalition, nothing. It's Bethesda, and then there's everybody else. So it's so many iconic and legendary IPs. You're talking about The Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Doom, Quake, Wolfenstein. Microsoft knew exactly what they were getting when they paid $7.5 billion. So those franchises are more loved. And literally, any game that Sony has, they can't match it. Nothing they have. Nothing can match it. Nothing that Sony does or has in their back pocket can match what Xbox is going to do with, to the future uh, at ZeniMax, at Bethesda. Um, you know what? What are what are the other ones they bought? I mean, sh they, I can just okay. go down. Yeah, they have a ton of them. Tango Works, which is Tango done. Works is huge. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's what I think people don't realize is that, uh, you know, like there's also a comment three to ten years. I think what he's talking about is it's good now, and we all adjust it, or it's it's or it's going to get good. In three years, you're talking about possibly a game and large-scale game every other month. In the history of us playing games, 
unless you go way back where they used to deliver a game on Tuesdays, but they were much smaller. But for, let's just take this generation, you will be gaming more than you ever gamed Mm -hmm. on Xbox because of the sheer amount of content that's coming out. You might get a year where you get Gear 6, Elder Scrolls, Forza, Forza game, In Exile game, Compulsion game, uh, and the list goes on and on. They have 35 teams, not not 23, 35 teams working on games. And that doesn't include, uh, you know, uh, global uh, publishing, which is like uh, Ori and Flight Sim and, uh, you know, some of the other games uh, that they have going. So uh, the fact is, is that, um, you know, the games are going to be coming. I mean, it's like, you know, at first I remember telling people this and I was met with a lot of resistance. And then when Bethesda actually hit, I think people actually now know. And uh, the, the the question about exclusivity, I think that that'll be answered within this year. I think that for the most part, it's going to be exclusive. You might get some games here and there that are timed exclusives. But uh, overall, in three years or that comment, that's not, you know, because they're going to have a very good year this year. But that's, I think, when they get it to the point where they want it, where uh, it's, it's you know, you're you're getting content every month. And I'm it's, just it sitting doesn't here. stop. <laughs> I'm sitting here smiling without even realizing. I'm listening to you talk 35 different teams making all these games, man. And that's unbelievable. And it's on Game Pass. All that stuff's on Game Pass. I'm about to save so much money this gen. I cannot wait, bro. <laughs> yeah, you know, we look invader sorry to cut you off but right now there's people in chat and uh you know there's people on this podcast that look forward to their favorite subscription service every single month uh whether it's netflix coming out with new Mm -hmm. new content every month uh whether it's disney plus waiting for the mandalorian to drop exclusivity matters and i think xbox understands this but what Phil, what Phil, I'm sorry, what Tim just said um, is 100% true. A game, a AAA game, a powerhouse game coming out every single month. This does not include some of the smaller titles um, that, are, that will be issued by some of these smaller teams, some of these indie games. We're talking content that is going to be well worth the $9.99 a month that you get with Game Pass. So, you know, that's not going to be the problem. The problem is going to be our back catalog moving forward because some of the stuff that's going to come out is insane. I mean, we're talking about the Aldo Scrolls series. We're talking about Halo. We're talking about Fable. We're talking about... uh, in. Oh my God! I, it's just everything. Everything in general is just—it's gonna be. Well, and not yeah, to mention that we got third-party stuff. And if you're playing on an Xbox Series X, you're gonna get the best of that. If, you know, hopefully when they get these GDKs and SDKs right. I mean, it's gonna be crazy. The, I mean, what we're in—we're in for a real treat, and we're gonna be entertained. So, and yeah. uh, I'm ready. 
I'm ready. I just need a better expansion card. I need a bigger one because I don't have any room. <laughs> yeah, well, and, so no, it's just, again, uh, with the ZeniMax, there's all kinds of uh, subsidiary studios here. The amount of content that's going to be coming out is going to be insane. Uh, Bethesda Softworks alone, their game studios, they have about four or five studios spread across North America. Uh, Ed Software has two studios, Machine Games, obviously they're going to be doing Wolfenstein, uh, Roundhouse Studios, yeah. I mean, obviously you had alluded to Tango, uh, which, uh, Tango is important because they're their first yep. Japanese studio, which was included in this deal, so if that makes it easier for them to uh, purchase other studios uh, along the way, that'd be fantastic. Uh, ZeniMax Online Studios, which apparently uh, opened up a new studio in San Diego, if I'm not mistaken. You have Arcane Studios. Obviously, they're working on Deathloop at the moment. They're finishing that up. And they they're a, they got yeah. two studios of their own. And uh, I guess the real... Uh, there's a couple of surprises here. Alpha Dog Studios. I think they're more of a, a mobile-based yeah. studio. So it'll be interesting to see what they got there. But there's also Roundhouse Studios. I think I, I might have mentioned that earlier in uh, Madison, Wisconsin. And they actually uh, they were rebranded, I think. But they worked on the original Prey. And they've been doing some yep. other stuff, too. So, so it, it's exciting. So Invader, when, and I told you guys this, when they purchased... Uh, ZeniMax for $7.5 billion. I'm all in on Xbox now. There is no PlayStation for me. I'm not buying another console. I'm not buying another Switch. I'm not buying another PlayStation. I have my PC, but I use it you know, primarily to do my schooling or whatnot. I'm all in on Xbox. It's because of moves like this where we're going to get a massive game every single month mm-hmm. for you know, the next two or three years or however long it, you know, imagine something. Yeah. So there's no reason for me to go out and buy another system now because we have so many games, because we have so many titles that are coming out, important titles. I'm not talking about, you know, some of these other titles that just come out every year, you know, in, in, in previous year. I'm talking about, we're talking about huge game changing industry titles that shake up this industry and it just, they sell like the fallout series, for example, they'll go on and still sell regardless whether it's on game pass or not. They'll still sell 15 yeah. to 20 million copies, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you can go well, down the list. I mean, I just look at you. I remember you were, you know, they got the studios and you're like, okay, I'm still not sold. But when Bethesda, Sold. I remember that morning. You're like, oh, this is what I've been asking for. <laughs> oh, <And> man. <laughs> that was crazy. That Honestly, day. I looked back to that time, and I just look at me even as an Xbox fan, and that was just like the time where it was just like they did it. They're, they they finally, you know, they solidified themselves. Yeah, you listen, you listen, and some of it was warranted, but Xbox had gotten a lot of heat. Um a lot of people were upset. I mean, there was a time where Xbox was in such dire straits. I look back and I'm like, how did I even support them? You know, knowing what I know now and knowing how much they have now and how little they had. But this you know, is this Tim, this turned Tim, out. Justin in chat just said, and I knew this. Fallout Four sold more than any any other Sony game by far. It wasn't even close. Well, that's you the know. thing. That's why I think that like Elder Scrolls Six, and 
possibly fall out. You might get some type times exclusivity because uh, I listen. I think if Xbox is smart, that the very least they do times exclusivity because you need to try to get some people into your ego permanently, not just somebody who's just you know uh, dipping and dabbing. Um, you can I can argue with uh, whoever it is at Xbox night and day, like Starfield. That should be exclusive. You leave that alone, okay? Elder Scrolls, okay, I realize you have a player base now of, you know, like like Justin was saying, that sold more. Do you want to really, uh, you know, segment them off? A lot of people would argue yes, because they'll come to the system, which is a very solid argument. But then there's other people, I think like Tim Stewart, when he made his comments, that are thinking, well, maybe it'll be timed. We could do a, a year timed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, that when you look at those type of games, that there is a possibility that I, I feel that like I feel Go like on. a different approach, Tim, would be instead of it being forced with I guess something like exclusive, like it's only over here or it will be over there on this date. Be more of a make them feel like they're not getting the full experience. Rather, make them feel like while they're playing that game, they're they're not getting what they they the full potential of what that game could be because of on the Series X, it's a much more capable hardware or just things that they put on the game that aren't available on other platforms. Um, just leading kind of tricks that Sony's actually kind of used for a long time. Just give them the black and white version of the game. And if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, but well, how about, how about this? How about the, 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 the textures load really slow. So you get Frame like. Per second. <laughs> yeah, but guys, uh, the whole thing is UHF about getting version. them into the ecosystem. I mean, why why go to PlayStation when you can get it at, exactly. I, I, I want to say a discount, a discount with Game yeah. Pass. Right. Yeah. I think at the very least, if you 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 should make it a year or two year exclusive, um, like a with Starfield. I'm okay with a year. Uh, yeah, I think I think with Starfield, I think that you have to solidify that that's exclusive. That makes no sense to say, hey, we're taking a new IP uh, that a lot of people want, but you know, it's not something where it, it's ever it has some history or lineage with with a mm-hmm. console. You know, you just could say, hey, this is us, this is our thing, and I think that's what's going to happen. Um, but man, I mean, like to think that Xbox is Bethesda, just them alone. And I remember, you know, we all Megatron, I think, uh, that was that year. There was the last E3 actually that we went to. I went to Bethesda conference. Remember that Megatron? Yeah, we yeah. all went, <laughs> and I remember looking and I'm like, looking at the show that they did, and I said, wow, they got some culture here they got like the fans are so passionate about it yeah and to think that that's now xbox you have peter hines who's one of the best marketing guys in the business uh that i i guess he's still gonna still be running with bethesda but like the shows that they put on if you guys remember absolutely i was there the year before yeah me south and doc were there and they had the guitars playing they had the bands Pyro and, and, and then they had Fallout. The yeah, it was lit, bro. I mean, it was, so, it was no other show better outside of Xbox's uh, show that they put on. It's right, that, and it was and it rivaled them. 
Yes. So now, now you're going to have something with everything involved. So, yeah, yeah well, we're really, in, you know, it's going to be, like I said, it might be a three months time for, for, for us to be kicking the rocks and saying I can't get an Xbox. But I think during the holiday, this holiday, I really feel like Xbox is going to really start to show the momentum that that uh, that's been lacking for quite uh, some time. I think that people now realize, you know, and then when the scene is believing, when you start to see, I mean, it's possible, let's say that they have this year, uh, Wolfenstein, Starfield, Forza Horizon 5, and wow. this, is, this is a long wow. shot. But let's just say that they did have all that. You're going to have people just shut up. You know, because like game, even like the game Tide Busters, that made a lot of Sony guys go crazy and say, "Oh, look at Uncharted! It's better than this. Screw this game!" I can't. <laughs> you know, but it, it was because they 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 knew it looked good. So when you produce really good content, and that goes for Xbox guys too. When God of War came out, I remember so many Xbox fans, a lot of loyal Xbox fans, that were just like. This is unmatched, like you know, and yeah, Xbox. I was one of them. Yeah, and uh, you know, I just like I feel like you know, I think, and I, and I have to say, all the people here in Xbox community, the YouTube people on Twitter, people like Jeremy who came on and put pressure right off the bat. You know, we're a passionate bunch, and I and I definitely think that us pushing as hard as we did definitely. Um, push the company and i think at this point now it's on a different trajectory where they're dangerous now it's kind of like they could pull off a move and like people will just start saying it's a monopoly they got you that's not even the right word they're that's it it's game over for everybody else i'm sorry but starfield's gonna be huge i want to say as big as cyberpunk huge mm-hmm. and i'm not talking about in the negative way i'm talking about in the positive way. That's how big Starfield's gonna be. You don't think you don't think Phil knows what he bought when he bought Bethesda and what Starfield's gonna be? I highly doubt that. He knows exactly what Starfield's gonna be. And it's gonna be a huge game. And I think it's gonna take this industry by storm. I really do. And you look at these numbers, like Fallout 4 ships 12 million copies in one day. Ships. And it's, you know, 5 million copies sold in the first week on PlayStation. I mean, it's just things like that where, you know, they have nothing that they could match it. Fallout 4, you know, they were saying that's, you know, besides uh, 76 at the time was the least popular Fallout game out of all of them. That's what they said. 88 Metacritic, you know, uh, I mean, just huge sales. And it was a great game. And that was at least popular game. Now I don't know. It's, it's, I, the first thing I think of when we're talking about Bethesda now, the first thing that popped in my head, one of them after you know things started, I, you know, me taking it all in that they acquired them. The first thing I thought of was that epic picture with Tim and that pitbull, <laughs> and that pitbull. <laughs> Almost if you knew somehow in your spirit, you didn't know, but like your spirit knew that this was going to happen, and then all of a sudden it just yeah, manifests itself. Yeah, I was there. I think I was there. So and uh, well, we took. It's funny you say that because we took a, every year we went. We went a lot. We have a picture of him kissing the Fallout Boy. Yeah, every, from every about. single year. Oh, is that what it is? Was that yeah, and yeah. yeah. we used to go always. Oh, and okay. Was, yeah, but no, the one time I believe you were there, that was the the mm-hmm. famous picture. Um, but 
Yeah, it was funny. I, I like to think that they could get them is just, you know, that just, just still to this day rocks me to my core. Like, I just remember, I remember when that happened too. I'm like, I'm working and I'm just like, looked at like my phone, like a, a like a, a, you know, a, a, you know, like in a trance for like a minute. And I'm like, what is this bullshit? They got it on Xbox on Game Pass where we're going to get Elder Scrolls. Who cares? It's not like, and then I'm looking at it and I'm like, then I see like Phil tweeting about it, and then I and then I'm like, oh no! And then people <laughs> are just like, wow. You know, I think to wrap this up, to put mm-hmm. things in perspective, you know, you look at either the Elder Scrolls series or the Fallout series. Huge. Any one of those games, any one of those games, it, you know, take four of Sony's games can't compare with one of those titles is worth. That's how big acquiring ZeniMax was and Bethesda well, was for Xbox and not, I mean, the industry in general. Well, this is how big it is, too, Jeremy. Uh, I mean, I posted this in uh, our DM a few days ago, but uh, there's uh, talk of an Elder Scrolls Netflix series in the works, uh, kind of akin to, I would assume, uh, The Witcher, obviously, because uh, there's been a lot of success. Not only that, but I mean, Amazon Prime, uh, it was reported, what, a year or two ago that there was a Fallout series in the works. These are massive brands, and Microsoft has their hands on them now. Can you imagine the reach they're going to have just with the, these TV shows and these brands alone? I mean, it's monumental. And what is, they also have another one. Uh, what is their other franchises that they have? There's well, they, one have that, they have Wolfenstein. Lego, no, not Lego. Um, they Rage. have they have Rage. They have um, Wolfenstein. They have Quake. Quake. Wow, Doom. Dude, I mean, Quake Doom. used to be you know, Quake used to be PC's version of Halo. You know, back in the day, that's Quake used to be it. Unreal Tournament. That you know the that's what yeah. used to be the the it the IT. I mean, yeah, remember how big that was? Yeah, it used to be big. Bro. Remember how big it was? I mean, uh, I was thinking about Warner Brothers. I think that they had it, but they have Doom, they have Dishonored. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they have even games they, like Prey. Yeah, they have Prey. Prey is crazy. Uh, you know, I mean, they got all kinds. And of they shit. had uh, the the Evil Within. Remember that? It was a very good game. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. This is just uh, like I know that this was on part of the. The, uh, the the subject matter or the stuff, the news, and obviously it's a little slow, but mm-hmm. it is good to know. And they also look, they have not even that, they have Deathloop, which yeah. is uh, going to be exclusive for Sony because it was a prior deal. And they also have another one. Is it, isn't it Deathloop in Tokyo? Yeah, Ghostwire uh, Tokyo. Ghostwire Tokyo. And if you look at those games, they look pretty interesting too. So Man, it's just I, I'm just I, I'm blown away. Just, it does so much that. for the brand Xbox. I mean, you bring somebody over like Bethesda, Zenimax, that whole thing, and it attracts people to the other stuff like Halo and Gears and Forza. You know, you may only want to play those type of games, but when you're going, you know, and everything's all it's just one package, you know, which is Game Pass. You know, you're gonna have these people, you know, go, you know, and mess around and discover something they never even thought they enjoy playing i think it's just as a whole it's a definite win and uh it's 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 something to really look forward to man so 
Yeah, I think oh, yeah. I think Xbox, as far as the development team goes, they have an identity now. You know, you look at leaders like Todd Howard and Pete yeah. Hines, where you know they're the American version of uh, Miyamoto and and uh, you know and just some of these other major developers. We have a face now that you put. You know, Nintendo had their face with Reggie. Uh, I know he was more on the business end, but. Uh, you know, now we now Xbox has their face. Um, you know, I just I look at it like that. Yeah. Well, either way, guys, I mean, there's you know, we have a lot to be excited about with Bethesda. Phil keeps talking about them so highly. I know he's excited about this deal finally closing in a couple of months. And uh, hopefully we get to hear some stuff soon. I mean, obviously, uh, whatever E3 announcements they have in uh, June, or maybe they save something for July. Who knows how they'll break things up, but I would imagine that you'll see some Zenimax uh, and Bethesda games get announced and showcased. So, Well, uh, you know, Invader, you know this. Todd Howard likes to, you know, release his games literally months after they're announced. Yeah. Like, you know, for example, yeah, with Fallout, yeah. Oh, and by the way, it's gonna drop next week. No, it wasn't like that, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Well, they had it. They had it that E3, and it came out that year. And if right. you remember, what happened with Fallout is is that Kotaku, uh, they had had some type of un- unethical shit where they they kind of like they kind of like uh, uh, said it was coming, and they broke the story. And and Bethesda was saying, I believe they were thinking of taking them to court, um, but. When you look at it, and you 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 know, it's just crazy. It just blows your mind that that all that happens. You know, I mean, I just like I said, it's just been a crazy year, just a crazy crazy trajectory that Xbox is on. So hey, look, we're, look we're at talking. The same. Oh, sorry. No, I was just saying that you know, Sati is co-signing all of this. You know, hey, I mean, mm-hmm. that's not forget. You know, so. Go ahead. That's, I mean, that's all I had to say. But that's just well, a that's deal. a great. It's a great thing, and you know what? That's you know. I mean, I, I Jeremy remembers we 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 were at having you know you know Satya was walking around gamers, and you know we had uh, uh, uh you know a, a bunch of people you know trying to talk to to Satya and and people from Microsoft about our passion and stuff like that. Uh, at that time, Sati didn't believe in Xbox. He definitely believed that there was a passion of fans behind it. But good old Phil, he sold it to him. And now Sati is like, he's like on the forefront. He's like, yeah, we're not done. I think we're going <laughs> to just keep going. It's like, you know, like, wow. Like, you, you look at him and how he wouldn't even talk about gaming. And now it is definitely part of their future. And, and you look at just gaming in general. Um, Hollywood, all that stuff, gaming's going to take over, you know, mm-hmm. if it's already not there. COVID jump-started everything. And in the gaming industry right now, it's it's good to see that uh, mm-hmm. it's getting really healthy, I think. And, and mm-hmm. um, you know, people love the content and, and, you know, the gamers are coming in droves. You know, we, mm-hmm. we spoke about how it's game over for everybody else when Xbox uh, purchased ZeniMax. Now imagine, and with these rumors, I know we're we're still on that rumor, <laughs> rumor topic. But now imagine they go out this year, and they have somebody else. I mean, we're it's yeah. it's done. It's over with. Well, I'm I, hoping that they, that they don't go too crazy. I, I would like them just to get somebody uh, that would be you know smart a smart buy. But I know people want them to go crazy. 
I, I just think that if they go crazy, it kind of uh, could trigger something where, you know, you have triple, third-party games now just uh, matching up with companies, mm-hmm. and that's it. And your third party, which was once well, vibrant and all over the place, is now restricted. If- so th- this is why it's not go- that's not going to happen, Tim. We just spoke last podcast on how gaming is now the number one entertainment industry on the face of the earth. So there's going to be new people coming in, new developers, new publishers ready to sign on for games. Even more intense competition. Exactly. Tencent, Tencent, Google, Amazon. So why not? I mean, if it's there, it's on the market, it's fair game, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Exactly. That's it. Totally. So, I, I see what you're saying, though, Tim. I mean, you heard immediately. I mean, after things simmered down, you know, 48 hours later, uh, you know, Monopoly, you know, it was other rumors in, in the monopolies and monopolies and Microsoft's going to yeah. go, you know. And then you had people who were saying, uh, you know, uh, Xbox has no games to Xbox. Yeah. Are you getting this game coming to our platform? Coming, you know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. Xbox should be, uh, has to put their games on other systems, which is pretty funny yeah. considering. Um, but you know, the whole story with Bethesda, I hope it gets told. Um, I'm not at liberty, liberty to really tell it, but it's an interesting story. It was, uh, I'll say this much it was discussed in 2017. Mm-hmm. And uh, they didn't um, reach it, but um, you know, it's yeah. just funny. Well, Tim, it's funny you mentioned that because a lot of people don't realize these things. These things don't usually happen overnight. It's over long periods where you know they get little chit chats here and there. They talk at uh, different events, and then you know they they shoot things back and forth. So, sometimes it just doesn't go through because of last minute things. Some and so on. <coughs> Budgie. but yeah no 21 bungee yeah well you know i could see a few things obviously uh, um the chat is putting a few things down i could see a sobo or a bluebird there's a few teams i could see uh heck i'll i'll put it out there even techland techland had been very silent so um dying light 2 is uh you know, everybody's been wondering what's been happening to that. So, hey, why not? I mean, hey, if they can buy Bethesda, I, I don't see, you know, nothing's off the table as far as I'm concerned. But, uh, you know what, guys, we will uh, move along here. Uh, pretty good uh, discussion so far. And recently, there's been uh, a few a new patent discovered that seems to confirm that Microsoft is playing around with the idea of having adaptive triggers for Xbox controllers. Now, they call it clutch-forced feedback triggers, and this patent was filed well back on December 1st of 2020, so not too long ago. Now, I'm curious what everyone's thoughts are here about this patent, uh, especially the members that have a, either a PS5 or even a uh, Nintendo Switch. But Centurion, I'll start with you, bud. Uh, do you see the Xbox controllers getting an adaptive trigger-like upgrade in the near future? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, as soon as I actually got to play Astro's Playroom on the PS5 and actually see the full capabilities of what an adaptive trigger can do... I kind of just said to myself, it feels like this is going to be a very underutilized feature on this platform where I feel at least the developers on the Xbox side have a little bit more um, 
flexibility and drive to use features like that. And definitely, I really see a feature like that definitely uh, being utilized very heavily on the Xbox side. Right, right. Well, I mean, Xbox has had somewhat similar things that were under underutilized. I mean, you look at the rumble triggers, for example, only certain games seem to utilize that. I really liked it, like, for example, in Forza games and so on. Uh, driving games really uh, took advantage of that. Uh, a couple of right. shooters. I just, um, for me, it's Xbox definitely allows their developers or even third-party developers a lot more flexibility, shall I say. Um it's kind of interesting. Um, I just recently uh, played Godfall, like I told you guys. And um, now I even for being built by a third party developer, I actually see that Sony probably gave them a list or something because, I mean, there were certain elements in that game that are pretty much right out of God of War. Um, mm. So that that was completely uh, I'm curious now on everybody's always had that rumor if that game's ever going to come to place. I mean, Xbox, I don't know because I mean, there's some stuff in there that really makes it play like a PlayStation game. I, and I, don't, I don't think so. I mean, I, I, don't, I, I don't, now that I've played it, I don't think so either. I used to like, kind of be like, Oh, you never know, but it, you know, it's gearbox. And now I've played it. I'm like, Oh, there is, yeah. there yeah, is no, too much of the PlayStation formula in this game. Yeah. I think that game is coming to Xbox 60 a year. Really? Exclusive. Yeah, I think I've heard that, but um, well, for uh, it, it's it didn't do so well. I know that. Um, for me though, it's just uh, definitely I just don't see because you see it now. Um, pretty much this giant touchpad in the middle of a controller is pretty much um your hotkey for your inventory. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much the biggest feature I've ever seen utilized on this this touchpad. Um, and that's where I'm kind of wondering how many companies are really going to use these um, um, adaptive triggers or whatever they're called on the PS5. I just feel that Xbox has a lot more, um, what's the word I'm looking for, adventurous developers that are actually going to have the drive to want to use that feature. You know, forgive me, I'm not trying to knock a, a Sony developer. It's just, I just see a lot of uh, similar things that come out of Sony's uh, development studios where Xbox is definitely known for the diversity in their games, and I just feel their developers are going to be more inclined to use a technology like this. Yeah, I I disagree with you, but for the simple reason, because you and I both know that PlayStation has more single-player experiences, right? So having that Rumble functionality or whatever controller Rumble feature would be more suited towards what sony's doing just for the simple fact that they make more for you know single player games i know i'm not using it in halo because it's gonna mess up my targeting and it's gonna mess up so that's where i wanted to point out like the games you're talking about that famous is sony that sony is famous for are adult oriented games the game i said that fully utilized these triggers on playstation was astro's playroom Mm -hmm. I don't see right. a 30, 40 year old man wanting to go out for and wanting to experience Astro's Playroom. But we do know that Xbox caters to a very heavy younger demographic, especially with Game Pass. And I feel that the developers, um, you know, um, what's the one that did Psychonauts? We'll just use him as an Double example. Double Fine. 
double fine. A, a developer like that would be more inclined to be like, oh, this is a really cool, you know, technology. Let's see if there's some way we could kind of incorporate this into our game in a fun way. Yeah, and they've been Sony's been doing it for years. I mean, you look at like a title with um, like Res, for example, where it goes to the music and to the beat of the game. You know, and it's different thing. You just have to utilize it, and developers have to utilize yeah. it. And I do think that just just, Sony is more suited for it. As far as uh, Godfall, you know, theoretically going to sony saying hey what do you want this i don't think that's true at all i think they follow a very gearbox oriented single player experience um you know and gearbox is known for heavy rpg elements and you know godfall is no different you know i just what was what was the game that gearbox made that was an absolute piece of battle utter garbage (laughs) oh yeah the servers the servers are going offline i i heard about that uh, earlier today you know it's funny you say (laughs) i actually like that i actually enjoyed that game i saw that game at e3 with you and i'm like that game's destined to fail Hmm. see i just wanted to point out downer that the games that would fully utilize a, a rum, like a, I guess a feedback trigger like that, um, are the titles that Game Pass um, builds its foundation on, and that's where I really feel like a feature like that would shine more on the Xbox side, just because the games are going to be more in the spotlight that use it. I hear you, but you know the majority of the Game Pass titles right now, right now, right now at this point, are more. Uh, lower budget, I would say, and to implement something like that into, you know, the force feedback or whatnot is a little bit more expensive, and they just don't have the money to do it. But I do see them utilizing it for future development of Xbox titles for sure. Right. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. the thing too, because I have a PlayStation Five, well, and a Nintendo Switch. They both use utilize a form of uh, this force feedback. And it's okay. How do you like the force feed? Is it as as crazy good as people make it out to be? It's good, but like Centurion pointed out, the only game that has really utilized it, uh, from what I can tell, from what I played, is Astro's Playroom. And again, it basically the game the game is so, good, but it's an entire tech demo. The, for the, the, the best 5. way I could describe this to you, Tim Dog, is um, in the title screen of Astro's Playroom, uh, Astro runs across the screen. And when he runs across the screen, if you're holding the controller, obviously you'll hear Astro's uh, footsteps in the speaker, Mm -hmm. but you'll actually feel the rumble move from the left side of the controller to the right as he runs across the screen. Mm -hmm. Wow, okay. Like, it's cool. Don't get me wrong. It's just, aside from that... It's a gimmick. It's a gimmick. It it, It it is is a gimmick. gimmick. Well, Xbox had had that... The see, therefore, I, see, I just that, see that more developers never, doing it that way on the Xbox. Yeah, yeah, that was never really used either. I mean, it was using NBA, which I mm. thought was cool, like when you're dribbling. But uh, I'm, I'm interested though in the controller. I, I know Call yeah. of Duty has it with the force feedback. If there was um, something that in this industry has told us throughout the years, is gimmicks really don't work. You look yeah. at something, you know, you remember Xbox for every title that seemed like was coming out, utilize the connect, you know, yeah. how, did that, how did that turn out? You know what no. I mean? So turns out they almost it hurt them in that first generation, last generation. It really hurt them. 
I don't see Xbox wanting to build this as a technology as something that they're going to start like, you know, building foundations of like controllers on. Yeah, but yeah. definitely, you know, imagine a horror game and you actually yeah. feel the pulse of your heartbeat actually going through the controller and getting more steady as like yeah, the, the situation cool. gets more intense. Yeah. I mean, there's situations where that controller could be used uh, to definitely uh, create a more immersive experience. But then, yeah. like people are saying, using it in shooting, like, because this is also where, like, there's a reason why it's called forced feedback, because to show you the feedback in Astro's Playroom, when you pull down on the trigger at a certain mm -hmm. point, it actually starts to resist you and actually try to push back on your finger. It's actually How really that? Huh? That's pretty cool. Yeah, so like when you shoot it, that's where some people turn it off because, like in Call of Duty, they're saying when you go to fire a weapon and the trigger yeah. is actually resisting you, they're it's slowing down the, the basically the time it takes to pull the trigger. What well, right. do you guys remember when Xbox had the same thing? Pretty much, I mean, you remember Forza Motorsport? I think they took it out because no, they still were, have it. It's just not. Yeah, it's just not this. The tension is different, though. Yeah, the tension is where you actually feel it. Like he's saying, like you feel yeah. it kick back at you. That doesn't. You have the rumble uh, triggers, but yeah, I remember they had it in Forza. I like that in games. I think. I mean, I think it could work. Yeah, but... I think I think you can use it more, especially if it was unified and they both had it. Uh, I I think that the the thing that they were talking about the the leaked document i think uh, we're on that subject that was two years old so i don't know yeah. honestly we haven't seen much forgive you know forgive what i'm about to say but we haven't seen really too much innovation when it comes to controllers outside of the ones that come to mind are um the elite controllers and the adaptive controller um, but when it comes to just like there wasn't much of a giant leap from PC to I mean from PS3 to PS4, there wasn't a huge leap from Xbox 360 to Xbox One. There was some technology differences and like a little bit of difference. But I really do feel that um, maybe Microsoft has been looking for that next that next thing that they can do to kind of keep the evolution of the controller going. Yeah. And they definitely took notice when uh, PlayStation revealed this. They tried with cameras. They tried with the connect. You know, I, yeah. I consider that somewhat of a controller, but, you know, it just didn't take off, which makes me think, um, you know, you have this patent that you, I think you said was already two years uh, old that maybe they'll just sit back and wait. I mean, everyone was raving well, about how great the PS5 controller was. It made me want to try it. I still have not even touched the controller as of yet, but I honestly, I do want to try it, you know? So, um, hey, I mean, it makes me think too that if they do, come out with a actually make this a, an actual thing are they going to make it mainstream and sell yeah. it you know included in, in all the consoles you know with you know sell with the console or they're going to just do it just sell it you know just you know individually sold as is and if you want that experience then you know mm -hmm. i don't think you. yeah i don't think i don't think there's no there's no more generational leaps in technology as far as the controllers go anymore. We're not going to see the days of Nintendo uh, putting a rumble feature in their Nintendo 64 controllers or the PlayStation. Uh, I, I don't think they were the first ones, but the analog, the invention of the analog, you know, it's just. Um, you don't see them going VR glove? No, I don't see <laughs> Oh, the power glove. Oh, man. I don't think those. I think. You know, people have pretty much. I, I could be wrong. You know, there's some, mm -hmm. some some way smarter people 
than myself thinking about this stuff. I mean, just look at Nintendo and what they do. But then again, you know, what's uh, been Nintendo's uh, bread and butter? And that, when it comes down to it, it's just the games, it's not their gimmicks in the controller, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes it's just timing. Sometimes it's just something's going to be ahead of its time. Sometimes, you know, it's just just right, you know, to release these games. And I think it'll stop when people just get bored and kind of look for that next dimension of immersion. And um, so, like VR, you know, you're still kind of waiting. kind of perfected it. There's just been really refinements since that, since that controller. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we got here? Oh, uh, we got a super chat here from Fastback, uh, $5. Happy New Year, TXR. Looking forward to more from TXR in uh, 2021. Going to be bigger and better. Hashtag Gamers United Guild. Thank you, Fastback, for uh, that donation. Much appreciated, brother. And yes, lots of good things coming from TXR uh, going into the new year. Lots of positivity and lots more. Um... Yeah, guys, it's interesting. Again, this patent for the triggers uh, controller, um, it's or the force feedback. It was actually filed back uh, this past uh, December, so pretty recent. Oh. And, and Phil, Phil has been uh, pretty positive with regards to the way Sony's uh, uh, updated the controller. With the, you know, he's been praising them for the uh, force, uh, the force triggers, and so on. So I mean, yeah. I could see them toying around with it. But it's interesting you bring up VR, <clears throat> uh, uh, Megatron, because moving on to some more patents. Because again, there was this big patent dump from a couple of years ago, but a couple of them, uh, I guess, I guess, got refiled. And it seems that Microsoft is still toying around with VR or even some kind of mixed reality for Xbox consoles. Um, because, yeah, we saw these older patents resurface amongst a slew of newly granted design patents for Xbox controllers recently. And one looked very, very reminiscent of a mixed reality controls. Now, I'm very curious to hear uh, what everybody's thoughts are on this. Jeremy, I know you dabble in VR, in the VR scene, because didn't you just mm-hmm. pick up the uh, Oculus, the new Oculus headset, if I'm not mistaken? Um, yeah, the Oculus Quest 2. Yeah, that's correct. I, actually, I see a lot of people with that uh, now, to be honest. It seems very popular. But uh, could we be seeing uh, some interest from Microsoft regarding uh, bringing VR to their Xbox platforms now? Well, you guys know about the partnership already with Facebook. Yes. Um, so I do think you will see a, one of the Facebook Oculus devices on Xbox in the near future. Um, uh, if you guys look at your Series X right now or even Series S, uh, I don't know if the Series S has the USB-C port in the back. I know the Series X does. Um but if you look at that on the back of the console, there is a USB-C port in the back. Um, and for those of you who don't know, you can hook up uh, an Oculus Quest 2 and play all the demanding like VR games on this new device, even though it's, you know, it's pretty much underpowered um, compared to like the heftier um, VRs on the market. Um, so it does utilize the C port and you have to buy like an $80 uh, cable. It's a USB mm-hmm. well-made cable that you can just hook up to the back of your computer. And what that does is it streams um, whatever's on your PC very well. 
And the reason why it utilizes USB-C is because for those of you who are familiar with, um, you know, the tech and the cables and stuff like that, USB-C delivers a, you know, just the power necessary to run this stuff. Um, so that's why you hook up a USB-C cable to your computer um, and you can stream, um, you know, games like Half-Life Alex. Um, which uses a pretty hefty VR unit. You can stream it on there if you have the PC uh, rig to to um, utilize it. And it is, um, it's not like regular streaming where there's like a little lag. It's actually really, really nice. It almost looks native. And I have that cable sitting right next to me right now. Um, and I could hook it up to my PC. And um, it works great. I mean, it almost feel it. I mean, really, it feels like you're playing just like a regular game on VR. But now you're you have so many titles that are um, accessible to you, uh, or you know, now more than ever with that back catalog of VR games. Uh, so I do think Facebook. There is a partnership with Facebook. Um, you know, so yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I do think them them utilizing that C port in back of the the uh, Series X could be uh could be a VR, VR thing. Yep, I I want the experience, man. Like I said again, only I've only been I've only tried VR a few times, and uh, one of the first ones where I really got that sense of I know that I had this device on. But even still, you know, I'm using, you know, this is when uh, Sony was coming out with their VR and they had all their little uh, stations at uh, Best Buy. I went and tried it for the first time. I tried the demo and I was in this like shark cage and I'm pressing, I'm holding on to this chair as tight as I can. The shark is coming, swimming closer and closer at me and then just crashing into the cage. And man, no matter, even though I still knew I was, in the store, it really felt like I was there. So, I would. I'm a huge, you know, fan of that type of experience. Yeah. Like, I, re- I really want it. I really want my. I get it that it's gimmicky, and you know, no VR it's, it's is not. Number, I don't well, think VR is gimmicky at all. I mean, is it mainstream yet? I don't know. I mean, it's just it you know, is. That's I my think... experience, you know, and I just I like it. I would love it. Um, and yeah. I'm definitely for it. So. You know what, guys? At first, I thought, yeah, VR is a little gimmicky. But recently, over the past like couple of weeks, yep. I've been seeing people yep. who I normally wouldn't think would be interested in gaming. They got. Uh, I saw a few people get the new Oculus, and I was like, oh, yeah, like yeah. That's and it's cool. be Invader. It's because it's at a nice price point. You can get a VR unit now for three hundred bucks, and mm-hmm. it's it's powerful. The Quest Two is very powerful. And now I'm talking. Now I just told you the things that now, you I gotta, can do with it. Compare it to the. So, did you ever? Do you have the PS5 or the PS4 uh, VR? Yeah. So t- I had the I had the PS4 VR. It is more powerful <laughs> than a PlayStation Pro VR headset. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. And again, it, like you look at what Microsoft's doing with their studios. Uh, recently, Asobo had, uh, they've been doing Flight Simulator, and Flight Simulator is coming to Xbox uh, sometime this summer. But recently, Flight Simulator got a free VR update that's been receiving a lot of praise for uh, what's been doing on uh, the PC. Like, there has been a lot of 
uh, good feedback regarding that VR update. So, I mean, there has to be some interest there, guys, for VR. And I could totally see them doing something similar with Xbox. I mean... Well, Oculus can't even keep their their units in stock. You know, what does that tell you? I mean, that's people are buying it like crazy. Hmm. So. Yeah. And I know, like, Phil's been kind of going back and forth with the uh, the commentary on VR over the past, like, year or so. I mean, I, th- I do think that he wants to do something with it. It's just uh, he's not at liberty to say right now. I, I, I pr- Probably some kind of a contract. I would imagine they would partner with Facebook. I mean, obviously, they have that, like you were talking about, Jeremy. We've t- touched on this before on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, the, again, they've been pretty uh, chummy uh, as of late. So, especially with Mixer going down and, you know, them migrating everybody in. So, I could definitely see something there. It would would make sense, too, because, again, they're a big competitor. Uh, Sony is, you know, big on VR. um, And there's other other, um, companies that are going into VR as well. So, I I could definitely see them uh, bringing it over. Um, Since we're talking a little bit about tech, too, I do... I purchased a. You guys are, might be familiar with the Philips Hue um, mm-hmm. lights. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So they make. They now make a sync box, and what that sync box does is you hook it up, and it's like a little mini, you know, it's Chrome or VCR, whatever you want to call it. It's a little box, and then you place it, and you could put your Xbox Series X HDMI in that. You can put your PlayStation in it. It has four different ports. And if you have the lights, what it does is it simulates everything uh, on the, the colors on your screen. So if you're playing Sonic the Hedgehog and he's running c- across the screen, um, you know, you can see the blur of blue across the screen, wherever, which way he's going. Uh, like in my particular room, I have lights all around me. So if he's if Sonic the Hedgehog starts on the left hand side, he'll go all the way across, you know, my entire room uh, as shown on the lights. So it just mimics. So if you're watching a movie like Star Wars uh, and there's a huge lightsaber battle, uh, it shows the colors on the screen exactly. Um, And if you have a high, uh, you know, just internet or something like that. The lag time on it is very, it's hardly noticeable. Uh, and it just creates a different experience uh, while you're playing games. So like look on YouTube right now and there's people that play Halo uh, with the lights and it just looks so cool. It's the coolest mm-hmm. thing ever. So if you're playing like Ori in the, in the blind and the will of the wisp or, um, or in the blind forest and there's a part where the lightning is going and the rain's falling and there's different color. You see all that outside of your screen, you know? So it's pretty cool. Uh, it's just a different way to play games, different experience and I'm all for it. So, mm-hmm. and it's, it's a cool, it's a cool gimmick. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. The lightning strikes would be like cool, you know, effect, like, especially in like Ori. Yeah. And it, it only enhances more in like a game like Invader. We played, uh, um, oh my God, the mining game. Jeez, Deep Rock. Right. Deep Rock. I'm getting old. Uh, Deep Rock Galactic. And it's dark in, in a lot of the areas. And when you're mm-hmm. passing by a light stream or you're throwing up a one of those flares, 
Yeah. You totally get that experience. It just looks crazy. Really? Uh, yeah, it's insane. And you're going to end up paying a pretty pre- a penny for it because the lights are not cheap. The sink box is not cheap. Like the sink box is like, it's going to set you back like 220 bucks. <laughs> Uh, that doesn't include the um, the new strip that just came out. It's the uh, the let me see here. It's the Hue Granite bot uh, the Hue Granite strip that goes around your TV. Uh, that's gonna run you another two hundred and fifty bucks just for that light strip in the back. And then the two side lights, which you get two in a pack, that's gonna run you one hundred and twenty bucks. So you're looking almost like a grand for this setup. Um, is it worth it? I mean, these lights last you a long time. These lights will last you anywhere for, you know, 10 years because they're LED and they last you forever, but it's cool. So say for instance, so like if you got like you're driving and like a game and you got like a cop roll up behind you. Exactly. (laughs) No, that's too much of a a sense of emotion for me. So I think I want to pass on that one because the other day it wasn't a good experience. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, great. That's a great uh, example. You know, if you have a, a copper on on the side of you or behind you, yeah, you see those those uh, you know blue and red lights for sure. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> uh, um, okay, guys, we're going on to what'll be our last topic tonight, and it seems like Xbox is interested in further expanding Game Pass. And a few weeks ago in a Twitter exchange, Phil Spencer, he responded to someone asking if they've considered uh, a family plan for Game Pass. And Phil stated that, and I quote, We have. It's something we'd like to do. There is home console feature for one console household, but multiple family members with consoles, a family plan would help. Really appreciate the feedback. So... That's an interesting conversation there. Uh, Megatron, I know your household, well, at least I think from what I remember, it has multiple consoles in it. Uh, would something like that, um, would that uh, yes. be appreciated? <laughs> Hell yes. Phil, if you're listening, this is the one thing, you know, <laughs> do it. Because I got four gamers, potentially five, you know, and they can't share their devices um, they can share the software, so we if I can take all the games that I'm buying digitally, and you know we see how they do it with Netflix. You got uh, Disney Plus, where you can you know you're allowed to share your membership across multiple devices in house at least minimum. Do that. I think if you can even do it in the same household somehow, um, I guess if you're all using I guess similar IP addresses, if that's how it works. Make it so. Because, yeah. you know, it's just it's I mean, we got two devices only, but, you know, in the next couple of months, we're going to have two more Xboxes. I'm setting everything up and I would love to have that where we're all playing at the same time. I don't have to buy two different members, three different memberships and four different copies of games. Yeah, it's a plus in my book. And I would I would pay an extra, you know, I don't I mean, maybe ten dollars, fifteen dollars, maybe more for the money I'm getting ready to save when I happen to do all these different accounts. Um, I don't know how they would set it up, but I'm, I'm no. for it. I don't see how anybody could not be for this. So, and I think yeah. weren't they going to do something like that in the beginning? You know, way back when Xbox One was uh, released, mm, wasn't there yep. something similar? No, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I heard, I heard something like that. Well, that was the old DRM shit. If they had oh, the yeah. DRM one three, you could head up to ten family members uh, and do it. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's going way, way back. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I don't think a lot of people want to think back to those days. But yeah, no, that's right. You could, you were able to share a whole bunch regarding that. But yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, it would be uh, something that, I mean, obviously Phil said he's talked about it and there's definitely been uh, considerations about it. I mean, I just think it's a logical next step. I mean... Uh, we have yeah. all these consoles now, again, whether it be, uh, again, our old Xbox Ones or, um, again, the new uh, Xbox Series S or X. Uh, and your PC. And PC. Yes. I mean, it's still, yes. it all counts. Yeah, well, regardless, it's the X Xbox ecosystem altogether. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we're at a point now where, again, families or households have multiple Xboxes and they want to be able to, yeah. you know, download the, you know, the same content onto their Xbox without having to pay a pretty penny. You know, it feels kind of yeah, so, limited. Yeah, so right now I'm running with four Xboxes in this household. I have one downstairs. Talon has one. The kids have one and I have one. And right now, the kids' Xbox is my home console. And I believe right now you can have up to five people on your family that you can share those games with, but it has to be on that home console. Mm -hmm. And that's the barrier right there. That's that's the barrier. So if you can do something to where um, maybe it's up to five devices with the five family members, then I think that will eliminate some of the barriers uh, that go along with it. And this includes sharing Game Pass uh, and xCloud because uh, if you can do that, I just think it makes more sense. Um, so if they look into something like that, I think maybe they can do something that works because like Megatron said, <clears throat> you know, I, I paid... I just bought my two sons Sea of Thieves, both, you know, two copies of oh, Sea really? of Thieves so we can play. Uh, and, you know, they could, sh I could I have to buy Sea of Thieves or download Sea of Thieves on my home console. That's there already. That's fine. But then I need, you know, on my, on my, um, the other Xbox downstairs and Talon needs it. And it's just, it gets pricey, just like you said, Megatron. Um, you know, maybe it could be for certain games, you know, who knows, but at least with their games, you know, maybe in-house stuff, maybe it'll, you know, it makes yeah. things more easier. And we'll consider doing it that way. Um, I don't even want to know how many Game Pass subscriptions. You, I I only subscribe to myself, Game Pass, and uh, Jeremiah. Jeremiah has Game Pass, and he's currently running on like three months or whatever of game pass. Uh, and you know, it's, it's a lot of money when it boils down to it for sure. Mm -hmm, yeah. Definitely. <clears throat> Damn, man. You really like that sea of thieves, huh? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Go figure. The whole family's involved. Well, make, we make, make dad walk the plank. If you, the kids are listening. Make, make dad walk the plank at least. So throw him in the brig. <laughs> three months uh, of game pass. Yeah, we gotta we gotta get a TXR and I going with see if these guys where we make down or walk the plank and there's like a megalodon there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys. Well, I mean, again, it's interesting that this idea from 2013 is kind of being revisited. So, uh, but it it was one of the better ones coming out of the whole uh, DRM thing. 
when everything was just really, really, I mean, I'm not saying I'm a huge on DRM by, by any means, but I mean, that was one of the good things that came out of it and, uh, well, the idea anyways. So, oh, it sounds like Phil's interested in doing something in Xbox as a whole, so... I don't know, guys, maybe uh, come June, July, we'll hear something about an expanded program for that expanded uh, Game Pass. All right, but you know what, guys, on that note, I think we're going to start closing this episode off. And you know what, guys, it's been a fun night. Uh, just uh, kicking off the new year on a really, really uh, good note and a really good show. Uh, despite, you know, it's kind of been kind of weak news-wise the past couple of weeks. But hey, you know what, pretty good show. And I'm really hopeful that we'll have a good year well, most particularly with gaming, the gaming scene anyways. Xbox is on track to do some really amazing things and have some big announcements. All Xbox fans have a good reason to be very optimistic going into this year. And again, guys, a huge shout out to everyone that joined in tonight. We have such wonderful viewers and we really do appreciate you guys tuning in each week to hear us talk about video games and ramble on. And if you happen to enjoy this show, then remember to hit the like button and share this out all over social media. TXR crew, fantastic show. Now let's get to some of these outros, starting with Tim Dog, buddy. Good show. Where can everybody follow you at? Great show. Happy New Year. You can follow me, XCloud Tim Dog, on Twitter. You can also follow me uh, every Tuesday night. Uh, I go on RDX, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm also here every Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, have a great uh, week, and I'm glad we're in 2021. And we're going to have a couple of you know dry weeks, but it's going to be uh, you know towards the end of the year we're going to. Uh, we're going to be on fire. So I'm just uh, looking out and uh, happy new year, everyone. Yeah, definitely, Tim. All right, Centurion, you're up next. Where can everybody find your content at? Well, you guys can find me at Centurion1307 on Twitter, Xbox Live, and of course, YouTube. You can also find me every Saturday night on the Shop Podcast, and you can also find me right here every Sunday night on the TXR Podcast. And thank you, gentlemen. It's always fun to discuss gaming with you, and definitely a good way to kick off the new year. Well said, brother. Uh, Megatron, you're next on deck. Uh, where can everybody find you at? Hey, hey, as always, uh, hit me up on Twitter anytime, every time. Uh, Megatron underscore 1975. Hit me up on uh, Xbox Live. My gamer tag is Megatron1. And uh, Happy New Year to uh, everybody. Thank you for coming through. And uh, yeah, it's a good show. Thank you. Yeah, you said it, man. Uh, Jeremy, I, I don't want to distract you. I know you want to get to uh, staring at all those moving lights on your wall soon. Uh, where can I really follow you at, brother? <laughs> I got to go to bed. It's the only light is going to be off. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Xbox Live at uh, Downer Space J. Uh, let's play some games. Other than that, um, you can find me on Twitter at uh, LoneMasterWho07. Uh, you can find me on PlayStation Never uh, at Green Knight zero seven, and that's it. Have a good night, guys. Happy New Year. Yeah. Now that I think about it, I gotta add you on there. I'll get you on there soon on uh, PlayStation. All right. And lastly, but definitely not least, Shockley buddy. Uh, good show. Where can everybody follow you at? Yeah. As always, you can find me on at Shock Nero at Twitter. 
and uh, Easy Shock on Xbox Live and uh, Downer. Do you even own a PlayStation anymore? <laughs> I, I do not. I do not own a PlayStation anymore at all. Of any kind. But I do have um, my account still. Obviously, I, pl- I still have PlayStation now. Does that count? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're a PlayStation content fan, just not a PlayStation fan. <laughs> exactly. All right, and to round this out, this is Invader, and all of you can find my content over on YouTube at Invader Gaming, and of course, you can find me on my Twitter handle, at Invader underscore 1986. Good show, guys, and we look forward already to next Sunday's show. Who knows what news will drop until then and now, but hey, on that note, good night, everyone. See you next week.